Oh, this is going on the show. You missed a you missed a few there. Howdy, podcast people. Welcome back to Added to the List. A show about three friends who love all things entertainment, sharing their picks for what you should be watching. My name is Graham Capito, and I am joined, as always, by Alonzo Ramont and Zach Schultz. Good warm-ups, everyone. Good warm-ups. I feel ready and warm. I mean, I feel present in my body and in my space. That is so important for an audio-only production. Yeah. Yeah, that's where the authenticity comes from. You can hear it. I feel loose. I'm feel. I'm ready to improv. I'm ready to riff. Yeah. Good. Me too. Hey, this is our first real show of the new year. I also have to ask because I remember the poll was for the end of the year. Oh, I, I you're so right. I don't remember what episode that was on, so I made a poll long ago about whose name should go first, Zach's or Alonzo's. Um, I don't. Oh, I found it. Um, oh, interesting. There were, there were actually nine votes. Nine. Yeah, there were nine total votes. Um, it doesn't tell me. It tells me the percentage, so I guess I could probably figure that out. Yeah. Good. Okay. So, Zach. Has fifty five percent of the vote. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, my <laughs> switch up may be in order. <laughs> the people have spoken. People, yeah, all nine of them. They spoke loud and clear. All nine, and I know, I know, at least one of them was me. Yep, and one of them was me. Um, but it was an accident. And I genuinely don't remember who I clicked on. I just know that I was trying to see like how it worked, what happened. I was on the just viewer um, view, the normie view, and I clicked one of them. And that was like the vote was cast and there's no take see backsies. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. It we'll could have been assume. for Orlando. That's the thing. I really don't know. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Truly really don't. <laughs> Well, the people have spoken. They have. <laughs> My name will go last. Like on a like on a television show, you know, there's a a, a a star who who's maybe not the main star, but they're a pretty big star, and they go at the end. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like Graham Capito and Zach Schultz with Alonso. feature, not featuring, because that means you're new. With yeah, I not think featuring. With. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. What is her? Kathy Bates gets that in American Horror Story. She does. And look yeah. at her career. I don't think American Horror Story is what made Kathy Bates. <laughs> well, when when I'm at the gym, um, nine times out of ten, Charmed is on TNT. Um, and at the end of the cast lineup, they have Holly Holly Marie Combs as Piper. Okay, mm. which is and which is I, strange to me because the only one of those 
three uh, ladies um, in that show that I, whose name I'd heard of, was Alyssa Milano, who's, you know, so I assume she's more popular. Well, I was going to say, I, I think Melissa Milano, though, it's her show, right? Yeah, know. like she's the lead, I guess. I think, and I think that's what made her, Alyssa Milano like popular was Charmed. Ah, uh, I think she was what? popular before Charmed. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell you a single thing I know Alyssa Milano from except for Charmed. Well, I remember in Guardians of the Galaxy, Peter said he named his ship the Milano after Melissa Milano because of some TV show, and it couldn't have been Charmed because uh, he was kidnapped before 19... 19- Come on, guys. You need to learn your... She was on Who's the Boss? I doubt that was a television it. show. Is that really it? Yeah, Graham, starring, we need to watch Who's the Boss? Starring Tony Danza. Oh! Yeah. But that was 84. Was that what... Until the, until the early 90s. Yeah, but... Who is Peter Quill? He grew up watching her on TV. Like she was like a teen heartthrob for guys. In that show, <laughs> who's the what's the the boss? I'm about the boss. Who's, who's the, boss? the boss? When was Peter Quill taken from Earth? That's what I need to know. Oh, she was Billy Cunningham on My Name Is Earl. Oh, you know? she looked familiar for something I'd seen. You've seen My Name is Earl? Oh, that was like our family show. We watched that um, like every night. Yeah, It's crazy. It's I am learning this now because we, that was, we loved that show as a family. <laughs> like that was a childhood show that I have revisited many times. My music yeah. taste was built on My Name is Earl ending montages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was ours too. Um, Learn but... something new to your buddies every day. Yeah. I was always surprised that that's what our parents wanted us to. They were always like real strict about what we watched. And to me, it always felt kind of like edgy. I don't know. Maybe because was his ex-wife like a stripper or something? I don't know. Uh, no, maid. Uh, Catalina is a stripper. Oh, and a maid. Yeah. Maybe I was just, maybe just because it took place in like, they lived in a trailer park, and I was like prejudiced against poor people or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were. Yeah, with your cleaning That's lady. All right. Possible. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, we all grow. It's all about the journey we're on. To our listeners, Graham had a cleaning lady as a child. Um, so last night, I believe, was the Golden Globes. Is that right? As of this recording. That's yes. right. Um, I hadn't been paying much attention to the award season stuff this this year. Um, I I feel like as the years have gone on, I've I've paid attention to that less. Maybe once we get closer to the Oscars, I like to try and view as many of those movies as sounds interesting to me at the time. I feel like I used to push myself to watch those movies that. Just felt like a big chore. So did I. Which I would have said Saltburn was based on what I knew about it, which is the movie we will be discussing this episode. Sneak peek. Um, but I didn't think it actually was. I don't know if Saltburn was nominated for anything though. I don't. Yeah, which is I would say it's directed very well. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
maybe it's not a Golden Globes type. I, I think... feel like it will get the Oscars though. You feel like it will be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To me, Golden Globes just feels more sort of popcorn, blockbuster type films. I mean, <clears throat> they have a a box office achievement award, which Barbie won. Nice. Very nice. Uh, uh although Barry is it Kagan? Um Barry Kagan, he was the lead. Um he was nominated for Best Actor. Um mm. Oh, and okay. The woman who was um, what was her name? Rosamund Pike, the mom. Yeah, Rosamund Pike. Yeah, she was nominated as well. Sounds like a seasoning, Rosamund. Yeah, I love her. She, I think you know what? I think she deserves that. That was my favorite character in that movie. But we'll get to the movie later. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't see. Um, let's see. What was the other where I'm looking? Is this... I didn't well, see a lot of, of the... these other ones. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, um, I did watch the show. I was watching the movie at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the um, people who won the actor awards were Lily Gladstone. Uh for a movie. Oh. Paul Giamatti. Oh, for the holdovers. For the holdovers. Yeah. Uh, Emma... Lil... Sorry, Lily Gladstone was for Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Emma Stone for um Poor Things. Poor Things. Poor Things, yep. Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. Oh, that's a which surprise. I didn't even didn't even know he was in it. Um, Jeremy Allen White Grooming. for the Bear. Divine Joy Randolph for the Holdovers. Oh, I'm so happy she won. She is so good in that movie. I knew you would be. Yeah. Uh, Ao Edebury for the Bear. She's so good in the Bear. One of my personal favorites, the next four I just love. Kieran Culkin, uh, one for Succession. His performance was just brilliant, brilliant in season four. And this is his first win. He's been nominated every year Succession has been on. And I knew he would win. But he used to be in Best Supporting Actor category. This year he was Best Actor. Hmm. Um. Also, Matthew McFadden won Best Supporting Actor for Succession. His oh. character is wild. Um, and then Ali Wong and Steven Yun. Is it Yun or Yin? Yun. Uh, they won for Beef. Hmm. They both won? Uh, they both won. Oh, that's awesome. They both won. Very I nice. loved Beef. Loved Beef. We talked about Beef last week. We did. Uh, Debicki won for the crown. Mm. I'm I'm glad that anthology series or motion picture made for television has its own category. Um, just so yeah. we can highlight some more things. I agree. Of yeah. course, Oppenheimer won best motion picture. Mm. Yep. Which 
is surprising to me. I don't know why. I don't think it'll probably win Best Motion Picture at the Oscars. But it might. I could be wrong. I haven't seen Oppenheimer, but it seems too big. I don't know why. It just seems like very blockbustery. And a movie that didn't get any real love at all at the Golden Globes was Maestro. That's I, I saw that. Too. That's why, like, it started, like this year, it seems like the Oscars and the Golden Globes are going to be very separate in terms of nominations. Because I feel like Maestro. I don't. Again, I haven't watched it. It may be like an Oscar bait movie that's not getting attention. Well, and remember, for the Golden Globes, there's Best Motion Picture, Motion Picture Drama, Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. Yeah, would though. Maestro be considered? No, it would be considered a musical because it's it's just a no, music. No, it was movie. it was under drama though. When you Google it, <clears throat> it is um, romance slash musical. So I guess I don't know. I I haven't seen it, so I don't know if it would be more drama or yeah. But something... it's not a musical. It's not a musical, though. So it's just a movie a, with music, which is why yeah, Google... it's a, Well, every movie has music in it, but it is okay. a movie about music. <laughs> True that. Well, it makes is me it, think of another Bradley Cooper-directed uh, movie, Star is Born, which is also not a musical, but prominently features music. But they sing in the movie, right? Yeah, but they probably all. I'm assuming they sing in Maestro. I don't think they. I don't know that they sing, and I don't know that the 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 songs tell the story in Maestro. They don't in The Star Is Born. Oh, okay. Never yeah. seen it. Yeah, we, you should. Fantastic movie. It's a good movie. Stupid good. I remember going into the theaters and thinking this is probably going to be pretty good, and blew me away. I saw it twice in theaters. That's true. Wow. I saw it with both my sisters separate times. I'm not sure what the qualifications for cinematic and box office achievement is. What is that? Uh, you just made a lot of money? <laughs> I don't know. Somewhere, I, I read somewhere that they were like, they just added this award. I think this is the first year for it. I may be wrong. Uh, but there was talk that it was like they want to give Barbie something. It's <laughs> <laughs> like they had to give Barbie. It's because like I know people made a big stink about like Endgame. People were like Endgame was so good it should be nominated, which I don't really think Endgame deserved to be nominated for a lot of these prestigious awards or anything. Speakers, but I don't know about that. So and the, here's here were the nominees. The nominees were Guardians of the Galaxy, John Wick. Mission Impossible, Oppenheimer, Spider-Man Across the Universe, Super Mario Brothers movie, and the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. I mean, all of those movies did really well, like, financially, from what I'm aware of at the box office. And maybe that's the qualification. Yeah. I don't it's know. It's weird that you could say, like, they won that without everybody knowing who was going to win if they made whatever thing made the most money. I don't know. I don't know. Did did Barbie make the most? Maybe. I mean, out of I all of these, if I had to guess what made the most money, Mario? it might be Barbie. I would say Barbie or Mario. No, Mario made a ton so, of money. The, to be eligible, um, films will need to have grossed at least $150 million, with $100 million of the total coming from the U.S. or have oh, gone commiserate um 
digital streaming viewership recognized by trusted industry sources. Uh, yeah. So then how do, Barbie you, made how do you win? $1.4 billion worldwide. Maybe because it what's the category cinematic and box office achievement maybe it's a combo of like this thing clearly did very well financially which is a measurable thing with this like cultural impact like how much was it a part of the conversation um that sort of thing yeah i think yeah. then you just then they just vote on those nominees mm-hmm. um, so barbie and barbie had nine nominations going into it hmm. succession had nine those were the top the the they led the nominations the big winners of the night were oppenheimer barbie poor things and anatomy of the fall of a fall yeah, yeah. so i've i've heard of anatomy of the fall and it sounds like an interesting movie from what um i've heard about it I, that's one i last week yeah yeah i remember that um and all these conversations just made me want to watch it more um yeah well and a couple of the other winners just to mention killian murphy for oppenheimer best mm-hmm. male actor in a motion picture um emma St- we mentioned emma stone um Christopher Nolan won Best Director, Motion Picture, first first win. What? That's kind of yeah. That, that, that's that's kind of I feel like was the, the story of the evening that he won because really? it's crazy that he won for his more like weird. Well, people were like happy for him for having won. Mm. The fact that he had won before. Yeah, I just, that's crazy. He had won before. I didn't see the movie, but it's kind of surprising that Martin Scorsese wasn't like Killers of the Flower Moon didn't get nominated for that much stuff, did it? Um, not sure. Don't, don't see it Some here. things they were nominated for Best Director, Best Motion, Motion Picture, Best she Original Score. Movie. Oh yeah. Um, I do. I, I thought it was cool. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell one best original song for what was i made for from barbie oh that's that checks out good song i i honestly don't even know what else was nominated i guess i could look um i really hope peaches from the mario movie was nominated peaches was nominated um addicted to romance uh not sure oh she came to me that's what that was from Barbie got uh, a few. Lenny Kravitz was nominated for Rustin. Um, yeah. Then best best TV series drama, Succession, and it'll be their last year. Succession is seceding. It's season. Uh, this the final season has aired. So we'll have a new winner next year. Have a new winner. Um, we, the, we bear, just, uh, the bear. The bear did really was well. Best musical or comedy. The bear also won, or excuse me, beef won uh, best limited series, which is awesome. So they won best limited series and best actor in a limited series, best actress, 
in a in a limited series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grandma show you liked Daisy and the Six was nominated. Uh, actually, I haven't seen the show, but Daisy I did. Jones and the Six. Oh, I did listen to the book, which was oh yes, 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 yeah. Um, fellow travelers was nominated, which I I've seen. Great show. Uh, Sarah Snook, she won best performance by a female actress in a TV series from Succession. Hmm. Also oh, yeah, she well plays... deserved. She's uh, so wait, good. She's so she's freaking a... good. What is her name in that? This is a strange name. Shiv. Uh, Boy. Shiv. Yeah. Shivon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are some of the standouts. Um, oh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal was nominated. He didn't win. Sorry. Okay. I did I did notice that they had best performance in a stand-up or comedy special on television this year, which is so funny because I was like, oh, what are these nominees? Wanda Sykes, Sarah Silverman, Amy Schumer, Chris Rock. Trevor Noah, Ricky Gervais, and Ricky Gervais won, hmm. which, yeah. I haven't watched any of those specials. <clears throat> Neither have I. I'm surprised John Mulaney didn't get nominated. That's very surprising to me. Did it he is... have a special this year? The one where he talked about rehab, and it was a really good stand-up special. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Baby J, where he talked about like everything that they went through in the last year. Mm-hmm. Oh. So surprising he didn't get nominated. Hmm. Same with like Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis's they didn't get nominated. And that was a really big stand-up special this year. It as far as TV goes, it looks like a lot of pretty uh good shows got nominated, but kind of only a few swept everything. For the most part, Succession did super well. The Bear got, let's see, one, two, three. I think there's another one there somewhere. Maybe not, but beef. So kind of, kind of a select few on the winners. Yeah, I'm very excited for the Emmys. I I, I, I care a lot more about the Emmys and the Oscars than I ever do about the Golden Globes. That's just my. I don't know why that is. I know all the awards are kind of like, you know, people say plenty about them, negative and positive, and if they mean anything or not. But I always feel like the Emmys and the Oscars mean more than the Golden Globes. Yeah, well, for sure, I'd I'd agree with that, especially the Oscars. Um, I guess because I feel like I'm less of a TV person, so I um, pay more attention to Oscars. But overall, I totally agree. after having looked over this list, are there any things that you all feel more inclined to check out now or things that really weren't on your radar that are now or that you already wanted to see and this sort of confirms it? Uh, the Bear and um, Succession, definitely. And it, it, I think Succession over The Bear is my choice. Uh if I'm going to start one of those two shows, I think Succession is kind of more comedically <laughs> comedically based, or it seems more like uh, mean-spirited. Did you say Succession's more um, comedically based? Yeah. Because the bear was not a ca- category was musical or comedy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I know. I know what kind of comedy you mean. 
Zach. Yeah. Does it Adam McKay? Some some famous comedy writer writes Succession. Mm-hmm. Is it and it it's a, it is a, it is very uh, yeah. To me, it's just brilliant because of the writing. The writing is what makes Succession great. Um, and honestly, it's just a bunch of people talking. Like nothing like happens. There's no fights. There's no you know what I mean. It's not like these great action scenes, but it's just great acting and great writing. Jesse Armstrong is the writer. He does a lot of like political stuff. Uh, British, British guy. Does a lot of British comedies. Hmm. He created the show Show. If you're familiar with that, Peep Show. No, it's a British comedy that's like every shot's POV. So like it's like if I'm like the shot is like if you're the person they're talking to is talking like bit like straight at the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Never heard of that. Yeah, it's funny. It's got good, good clips. Good clips you find on TikTok. Uh, Alonto, is there anything that's standing out to you that uh, is now more on your radar? No. No. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, you know what you like. That's good. I mean, um, m- most of the things I like, one. So. Oh. There you go. It's like you just a lot of just got confirmed in his taste. He's just love great taste. I mean, like Oppenheimer won, but like I don't want it doesn't make me want to see it anymore. I'll, I'm sure I will at some point, but like I don't think I will ever watch that. I don't think I yeah, will ever sit. I really don't think I will either. But but I was intrigued because I I didn't know Robert Downey Jr. was in it. I kind of forgot that Gillian Murphy and there's somebody else. Um, really prominent that was in it too that I that that was surprising. Um Emily Blunt, because I didn't know she was in it. Who? Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, yeah. <clears throat> have yeah. um have the Oscar nominations already been announced? I don't think no. so. Cause we could always just do that as a series, you know, the Oscar movies leading up to the Oscars. Oh yeah. All the like best picture nominees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, oh, Zach, you got something? Well, just Boy in the... We didn't mention Boy in the Heron one for Best Animated Feature. Yep. Which, I'll be honest, I don't think this year was a good year for animation. We've had great years for animation. Okay, just because Spider-Verse came out doesn't mean that it, that it was a good year for animation. Because, like, the Mario movie was, like, one of the biggest movies, and that movie wasn't very good. Um. Well, as far as... Well... You know, how do you judge an animated? Like, is it, I guess it's some sort of combo of visual effects and the story. Like, you couldn't just have an incredible story that looked like, you know, garbage. Yeah. But I mean, like, I didn't, there was no movie this year, I think, in animation. I haven't seen Spider Verse. So I don't know. And I haven't seen Boy and the Heron. So this may be the case. But, they, you know, feels like an Oscar movie akin to like a Pixar film. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking like like up up is like one of the up and wally are the only animated movies to ever get nominated for best picture and best animated feature those are top quality animated movies all these other ones that were nominated this year aside from maybe boy and the heron which again i'm not familiar with yeah yeah i guess you're right um i don't know this um suzumi um 
which is Sony, but it was on Crunchyroll. So I'm not sure if that had a theatrical release at all. Wish was sort of universally panned as looking bad, which I I saw someone on TikTok trying to explain like what Sony or Disney was going for, and it kind of made sense to me. Like the animation style was something that like to our eyes we sort of associate with cheaper quality animation that's like on television um because they got rid of i think like motion blur and so it kind of looked and actually motion blur is something they have to put in so that takes a lot of time but with the storybook look they wanted they got rid of that and so we just sort of associated with like cheap looking yes. animation the clips i've seen it looks like a disney like being a nana to watch a lot of this stuff like disney has a lot of these like animated princess shows that are like yeah. computer generated animation that have weird movement and smoothing and like the movements are very swooping looking and strange and i think that's really what i've seen from they also like a lot of it looked like it was like a backdrop and then they animated the characters in front of the backdrop which i know a lot of animated movies do but it seems weird to do that with like a computer generated movie yeah and and i am all for stylistically being different with animation, we've gotten a good amount of that. I think since Spider-Verse, uh, we had that. The new Ninja Turtles, Puss in Boots. We're the Millers versus the Machines. Not we're the Millers. We're the Millers. So I'm all for that. I love these different styles that aren't just like beautiful Pixar. Nothing wrong with that. But I would think someone would catch this somewhere along the line and just say, God, this just doesn't look good. Like they're it's fine to be different and innovative, but at the end of the day, if it doesn't look good, no one's going to want to watch it. So do you know what like wishes whole thing was? No, like what? No, I, I, I know it's like a anniversary, some hundred, yeah, something. Yeah, it's the 100th anniversary celebration of Disney. And it was supposed, but it's, it's so bizarre that it seems like they kind of like half asked. It does. It, it whether or not that's the case, I would think someone would have picked up on that, um, and maybe that was just too far down the down the pipeline, and they couldn't do anything else but release it. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, Mickey Mouse is a uh, public domain now. That's 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 yeah. an entertainment too. Yeah, so we can make a Mickey Mouse movie. We could a specific kinds. Um, but you know, it has to be that classic uh, Steamboat Willie Mickey, but we could. Yeah, we could. We totally could. Um, for me, uh, any takeaways? Um, the boy in the heron was something I definitely wanted to watch anyways. Um, that's on my radar. Four things, the fact that it won, I was interested in it. It looked really strange, um, but visually very cool. And I want to see that more now with this Do win. You know who directed and wrote it? Mm, nope. The guy that did the lobster, Yorgos Latimos. Oof. Okay. I mean that that makes sense. Um, did he? <laughs> but he didn't write it, right? I'm, I have the writer pulled up here. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He directed it then. Um, yeah. Because I liked the style of the lobster. I just felt like. We we lost the plot or something story wise. I I became disengaged with that movie. Yeah, 
Yeah. He does a lot of weird stuff. He did The Favorite. He did this movie called Dog Tooth. He did Killing of a Sacred Deer. He works with Colin Farrell a lot. I did see The Favorites. I remember thinking it was good. Um, I don't remember much about it now. Um, let's see. Yeah. I, eh, Killers of the Flower Moon. I uh, probably, probably won't watch that. The Holdovers was something you've talked about and something I do want to watch. Um, good amount, nom- good amount of nominations. You're yeah, I guess I'm, I'm in a similar camp to Lonzo. It doesn't really change any of the way I felt about anything. Um, probably not going to push me to watch anything. I wouldn't have watched anyways beyond maybe poor things. Uh, yeah. Uh, was, was the Iron Claw eligible to be nominated? Or did it come out too late? Um, that's did a good question. Started? I don't think it got nominated for anything. Uh, yeah, I don't. Color, know. I mean, Color Purple was nominated. It came out before the Color Purple. When yeah. the Color Purple, I think, was only nominated for Best Actress. Um, <clears throat> oh, Fantasia. Fantasia. Um, that's surprising. Danielle Brooks. Didn't... I think Danielle Brooks is is the front runner for the Oscar. I really just the her first scene. I think I already said this. The first scene, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, she came to, she came to play. But yeah, you're right. Iron Claw was not nominated, <clears throat> from what I could tell. Oh, Danielle Brooks was nominated for the color purple, but Divine Joy Randolph won for the holdovers, which I'm happy with. I like. I really love her in that movie. And it's funny because they're actually kind of the same type. Yeah. Yeah. They see each other in audition I, rooms. They're like, "Damn it!" I remember when I first saw Divine, uh, she reminded me of Danielle Brooks. I really like her in a uh, Dolomite. That's a great movie. And Danielle Brooks is so good in Orange Is the New Black. Which you know, I get why like she's so good in The Color Purple because you know she was on this show that's just like this very emotionally charged and wrecking show for years. Yeah, and she's a Juilliard graduate. Oh, shoot. See, I didn't know that. Ooh, la, la. Yeah. Her and and, um, Corey Hawkins, who was was Harpo uh, in in Color Purple. Yeah. They went to to college together, actually. Hmm. Oh, shoot. That's great. Mm -hmm. They had good chemistry. Well, when when he got the role, he was like, I I don't want to do this without anybody but Danielle Brooks, which surely they were considering her seeing that she did it on Broadway. Yeah. I didn't know Uh, Fantasia was in the original. She was a replacement for Celia in the original Broadway production of. Oh yeah. There's great, great clips of her. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I'm looking up when the Oscar nominations will be released uh, or, or announced. Looks like the official nominees will be named on January 23rd. So this month, the end of the month. Um, When are the unofficial nominees? Good question. Well, um, I guess the submission deadline for general categories, I'm just reading this, was November 15th. Um, The shortlist for eight categories uh, is from December 14th to 18th with the results 
announcement dropping December 21st. So I guess the results for the preliminary shortlist for eight categories, I guess the top eight categories um, has already dropped. I don't know if that's like a thing that can be found. So I don't know. I guess the unofficials are already out there somewhere on the internet, potentially. Uh, and then the actual Oscars date is on March 10th. So we'd have February, basically one month, a little oh, like a month and a half from when the nominees are announced to the Oscars, which I thought it was longer than that. But I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I don't know why I thought the Oscars happened in the summer. Did the Tonys happen in the spring? Tonys happen in June. So. Okay, yeah, so the summertime. Okay, so that's what I thought. That's something I don't pay attention to anymore. I couldn't tell you what's nominated for the Tonys that would be nominated for the Tonys this year. I was on for some reason. I don't know what took me there. Um, like I don't know Broadway dot com. What is the website that tells you what's on Broadway right now? There's a a Back to the Future musical. Do you know yeah. who's Brown? No. Uh the guy that's um. Young Frankenstein guy, the main the main guy in Young Frankenstein. Oh. Roger, not Roger Bart. Yeah, Roger Bart. That makes sense. Yeah, I yeah. it it sounds kind of kind of dumb. Um, probably, yeah, probably. But you know, hey, who knows? Yeah, movies make good musicals. Well, they make musical. It's <laughs> good reference. I think that's the second title of show reference I've made on this podcast. It is. Yeah, there was one last week. See how many we yeah. can get in a row. Yeah. So why don't we take a quick break? Then when we come back, we will discuss our featured film of the week, the episode, Saltburn. Should you add it to your list? Stay tuned to find out. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back to discuss our featured film. It's not always film. Featured piece of content for this episode, Saltburn. Saltburn, Salt the uh, 2023, so this past year uh, film, written and directed by Emerald Fennell. Um, real fast for anyone who is unfamiliar with this movie, uh, it's a it's a prime. It's on Prime. I don't know. If, I guess it was produced by Prime. I think it said that. At the I beginning. think it is considered like a Prime original. Yeah. So it is a, according to IMDb, a comedy, drama, and thriller. I think I don't know if I. I guess it can be accurately described as those three. Uh, it's about yeah. a student at Oxford University who finds himself drawn into the world of a charming and aristocratic classmate who invites him to his eccentric family's sprawling estate for a summer never to be forgotten. Uh, this movie, I don't know if you're aware, it's, it's the hot thing on movie TikTok. It's the thing that everybody's talking about. They're talking about 
how weird this movie is, how gross. Some people are saying like it's the grossest movie they've ever seen. I don't think that's even close <laughs> to the to the mark. But there's some there's 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 some moments. Yeah, it gets really weird, gets really gross. There are multiple times. Um, I'm not Ashlyn's the more of the TikToker. Um, there were multiple scenes, specifically the weird ones <laughs> that she'd point out. And be like, yeah, I saw this on TikTok. Um, and that the final song at the end, she's like, this is the song that everyone is using on TikTok when they're talking about the movie. Understandably mm. so for anyone who's seen it. Uh, we, uh, the three of us haven't really talked about how we feel about the movie, which usually doesn't happen before we start recording <laughs> because we're bad. Uh, but we were good this time and we didn't talk about it. So um, I'd love to just get your all's initial thoughts. Well, before okay. we do that, if I can just mention. Sure. Our Emerald Fennell, the director, um, has some accolades. Uh, she won an Oscar in 2020. Hmm. For her, it was another thriller called Promising Young Woman. She oh, won yes. Best original screenplay. Oh. Um, and she was nominated for Best Picture and Best Director. And she wrote the book for Andrew Lloyd Webber's new Cinderella musical. No. Uh, really? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, and she was in Barbie. She was in the Barbie movie. She was pregnant Barbie. Oh, uh, was. That's so, so funny. Yeah. And uh, uh, Margot Robbie's her and her husband have a production company. I think it's called Lucky Chap, maybe. And they they produced this movie. They produced yes. Saltburn. I saw that in the opening credits. It said Margot Robbie, produced by Margot Robbie. I was like, huh? I guess I missed that. Wow, well, she is, she is an all-around talent. Yeah, she yeah. also played Camilla Parker, Parker Bowles in The Crown. Um. Oh, you don't know, she's the wife, the current wife of uh, King Charles. The one after Diana. Yeah. So anyway, just wanted to mention that, you know, want to make sure we give her her accolades. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. I did not know um, any of that. There's a lot of pictures on IMDb with her and the girl on Promising Young Woman. I remember hearing a lot about that when it first came out. Bo Burnham's uh, in there. Yeah, she is um she does stuff across the board. She must be a bit of a weirdo to have made this movie. Um because it's a it's a weird movie. But hey, I um just to give a, a quick quick thought before you all share your um thoughts. I really enjoy this movie. I thought it was really good, much better. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. It was not what I expected this movie to be. It went places I didn't expect it to go. Uh, it was a lot funnier than I thought. And and just I expected something that was going to be a like a, a tougher nut to crack. Something that was going to be a little harder to follow, a little harder to pick up what it was putting down. And I'm sure there's a lot of depth to this movie that you could peel back and get into, but on its surface, it was a more easy watch feels like a weird thing to say. Um, Cause I don't, I don't know if you, I don't know if you could call it that, but 
um, it was it was not hard to follow. Um, and it was enjoyable. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a slow burn or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do y'all think? I watched it. I woke up at five in the morning and I watched it this morning. Jesus. So I don't recommend I'm, anyone do that. I'm, I'm usually up at five, so I'm still like stewing about it. I'm still thinking about it, but I agree with you. I've really enjoyed it a lot more. It was different than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be kind of like, uh, did y'all see Parasite? Either of you see Parasite? Yep. I didn't I thought finish that's, it. I thought that's what the vibe was going to be, where it's like rich versus poor, and the rich people are kind of like the villainous ones, where it's kind of the opposite effect at the end, where it's like the rich people are the victims uh, in this in this specific scenario. Um, But yeah, I thought it was, I will say the best thing about the movie is the directing i think i think it's a very pretty looking film it's very interesting because it's i don't know what aspect ratio it is but it's a box it's a box movie is a box like like, yeah like the lighthouse or the i think the holdovers was that way it's meant to make you feel like you're watching something from like the 70s uh is that why they do that i don't know i guess so or maybe it's an artistic choice but that's you know the aspect ratio for movies back in the day because we all had box tvs Mm. um but that's why full screen and widescreen used to be a thing on dvds and now nobody just nobody asks that anymore yeah i always thought that was weird when i when i would start a dvd and ask me that it was like why who why are you just make it the best the best one just do the best one what do you mean (laughs) yeah but I always hated widescreen, even though it cuts off stuff whenever you do have like a not box or when you don't have a flat screen. We had a uh-huh. big box TV. I would always do full because I wanted the full image to be on the on the screen. Sure. Yeah. But I didn't really cut stuff off. But yeah, I thought the direction was really great. You kind of see that immediately like from the opening sequence because it kind of literally goes through like the whole movie in quick succession shots. Uh, and like the opening, like the opening title is very animated and colorful like a rose bush very very well directed movie so yeah i I said i had a good time well again weird phrasing there you can't say it this is a very hard movie to recommend to an individual you know you wouldn't just be be talking to your friend be like you should totally watch Saltburn," unless you're talking to your friend it's like you want to see something kind of messed up yeah yeah alonzo what do you think yeah, so I had heard um, a lot about the movie, and I actually had read about it uh, before we even talked about doing it to decide if it's something I thought I could watch based on other people talking about it. Um, again, I thought it was a great, great movie. Um, the performances were great. I was <clears throat> caught off guard, I think, by how bizarre like the parents were, and like that surprised me. I wasn't expecting that. What'd you say? Oh, I just love that aspect. I love how weird though. I love Richard Grant and Rosamund Pike in that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all in all, really, I did enjoy it. Yeah, same here. I there were a lot of twists and turns. Um, that's what I didn't expect. I expected it to be like a little more straightforward. Yeah. Me too. Um, like you said, Zach, sort of rich versus poor, but maybe there was a little more going on. But it definitely like took some wild turns with, that I was not expecting. 
Um, I I think I would I would recommend this movie to like I would give it my overall blanket recommendation. Uh, like if you're my mom, like mom, if you're listening, you don't want to watch this movie. If yeah, yeah. You, you and if yeah, like if you or if you're like my mom, if you're like Rachel Graham, don't watch this movie. <laughs> if you're just if if you consider yourself stereotypical mom, that's your that's who you are. It's probably not for you. It ain't for you. Uh, but <laughs> but there are, I think this movie. It's super weird, but I think it's pretty widely enjoyable. Like the the weirdness of the characters, it, it it's funny. Like how strange these rich people are that feel so disconnected from life feels like something we can all understand, and it's really funny. Um, the the relationships are really interesting, and you can never really guess what's going on but it's i've never felt confused in a way that was frustrating it seems it, as i'm talking it feels like a lot of my enjoyment of this movie came from it like not being what i expected i expected it to be this impenetrable art house you know rich person exploration i don't know but it wasn't it was that but more yeah, it's a lot more palatable, and it's a monstrously interesting movie. Like, it is, it glues you in, and you're like, you you continue to, because, like, it's crazy stuff happening. I mean, should we, like, go through a little bit, of, like, go through the movie and, like, talk about it? Or would you think that would be too spoilery? Or Personally, I wouldn't want to spoil the movie. Like, I wouldn't want to give way much more than what someone would give in the tr- get in the trailer, because... I didn't see a lot of it coming and I really enjoyed the twists and the turns. Um, but it, it's hard to talk about sort of without that. Okay, I think so I- we give a, we give an overview and then we say spoiler alert because <clears throat> we watched it. We section. it. Okay. We watched it. We should talk about it. Okay. Fair enough. Well, you know, I wasn't sure. Um, Barry Kagan's character Oliver, which apparently Timothy Chalamet was was looked at for that role. Oh, Barry uh, Kagan, absolutely the correct choice because <laughs> he does this he awkward. Great. He's much more awkward, and I think that's what you kind of have to be with that character. But he's also weirdly like kind of hot too. <laughs> like he's a he's very attractive. Like, um, but I feel like he was supposed to be kind of like this Norman Bates, like. Patrick Bateman kind of character mm. like sociopath. Um, yeah, but I don't know that they they got there completely. Um I mean you meet him and you uh I think you immediately <laughs> like him. You know, he feels like an underdog. Um and which is cool. Uh 2006, right? He goes yeah. to this fancy school where he it, everybody believes that he's poor, like he's he doesn't fit with this group of students, right? Yeah, but he's uh, very he's he's. They call him. It was crazy to think of this as like a as a very real reality, and it has to be real in, in Oxford. They call him a scholarship boy, which means he didn't pay to be in the school, and that's seen as like a bad thing. Like he was smart enough to yeah. get into Oxford on a scholarship, but everybody else like 
the other main character played by Jacob, is it Alordi? Jacob Alordi. Mm-hmm. Hey, Alordi. Uh, is like monstrously rich. Like his his uh, dad is a sir, and he's like a descendant from Henry V. And he lives so, in Henry's castle, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's really crazy. <laughs> like I was like, what? <laughs> they kept like, oh, this is Shakespeare's folio. Oh, this is where the, the king slept. Yeah. That was yeah. that was wild. Um. <sighs> But yeah, he meets him, Felix, right? Yep. Yeah. Felix. Um, Felix and Oliver. And basically, Oliver becomes sort of obsessed with hanging out with Felix, I think. Felix clearly is like the popular kid. Everybody knows him. Everybody wants to be around him. Anybody would do anything for him. Mm-hmm. And Oliver finds himself getting wrapped up in the world of Felix. Have either are either of you familiar with the movie The Talented Mr. Ripley? No, I've I've actually never seen it. Uh, with Matt Damon, right? Yeah, this movie's basically just a modern telling of that movie. Uh, like imagine yeah. puts this guy who like isn't a part of the rich world, but then he goes on this vacation to like the Hamptons or something, and he gets obsessed with Jude Law's character, and there's even like a caddy character that's trying to get in played by Philip Seymour Hoffman that's very similar to the Farley role in this movie, like the cousin. It's like, you know, the one that's pointing at him the most being like, you don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems like it's a very, and you can see the reviews, people are like, oh, it's just a modern talented Mr. Ripley, which, you know, it is. It's very similar to that. But yeah, yeah, it's... Does it something have I the love- same twist <clears throat> as... No. Well, it's. I would say, yeah. I mean, he does kind of go on a bit of a killing spree in the movie. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> but well, that's not really for Saltburn. It's just it kind of is. But um, well, let's say spoilers ahead here. Uh, yeah. For real, real fast before we get into spoiler territory. Like I said, I I recommend people add it to their list. I think it's. It's. It, it, I was surprised. I was really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really enjoyable film. A lot gives you a lot to think on while still being pretty entertaining. So I stamp it as added to the list. Um, what do you all think before we jump into a spoiler territory? If someone wants to get off now and wants to know if they should watch it, I recommend it. I recommend it. So do I. If I was going to do tens, I would say probably like eight point five, maybe nine. Wow. Yeah, I I think I would give it I go by fives. I would give it a four and a half. Yep. Yep. High praise. Really, really well, good. I go by threes. Oh god. So I'm like, we gotta get one system here, guys. One system. Do you really yeah. go by threes? Are you or is this No, a I'm kidding. Oh. I'm being facetious. <laughs> well, I fully blame Graham on that because he could have easily just said ten. He could have like, well, I need to stick to my fives. I do. I do use fives. That's, I th- and I think oh. I've let that be known. So I blame you for starting off with tens when you know I'm a fives guy. I think <laughs> we have been. I think we have done fives in the past. But uh, we have done a, like a movie one for a while. I don't. Remember. If we're going with fives, I'm going to give it a three point five hmm. out of five. It's a, it's a seven for you tenors. Um, what okay. about for the Sopranos? 
hey yo music um but have i told you all about the four right my little brother ryan is his four his four system he does fours i feel like you I have think you have yeah well a f- I'll, I'll just brief overview because i think it's a pretty good system uh a full full four four stars is um I like it. And I think everyone else would too. Yes. Three stars is I like it. You might we not. We did this. Yeah, yeah. This I, don't is, know. I just this think it's good. We, we had this exact conversation a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, and we decided to use the four system. Oh, we did. So we did. Yeah. So I, I'd absolutely say this falls in three for me. Yeah, I don't think everyone else. I'd it probably I'd would three. Fall a three, but personally, it's a it's a four point five out of five. Amen. Well, I wanted to get into the movie. So, spoilers. Well, we we started talking about like the beginning and like he gets obsessed with this guy, but before he gets obsessed with him, he does have a friend that I just wanted to give a mention to. <laughs> that character, but it's like it's when you that character is like the reason I feel like the movie tells you this is not as serious as you might think it is. Like how weird this kid is to him. Like when he screams, get me some. When he at like they're eating dinner and he screams at him to ask him a math problem. Yeah. It, right off the bat, it set a tone of like this movie is willing to just also be really weird and silly, which I loved. Yeah. Because it was really weird. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, so he so we're at the school, right? And then summer's coming. Uh and Felix invites uh, well, Oliver to come to his place because he heard that his father died. His father died. His mom is a drug addict and like a drunk. And apparently his dad may have died by cracking his head open. Because he was drunk. Possibly because he's drunk, um, which I thought was all really interesting. And I'm like, cool. Okay. Now, <laughs> can I ask a question? This is a spoiler. Did y'all catch a stink at all when he was telling the story about his family life? Yeah, no. I did. I caught, like, I feel like he's lying. I feel like he's, like, this is a ploy to get him emotionally attached to him. Like, he comes to the door crying, and he's kind of vague about everything. He's never very detailed about it. He's just like, oh, I don't like my family. I don't talk to my family. I didn't expect him to be, like, full-on, just, like, completely, spoiler alert, normal just like friendly normal people but yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I, I caught a little bit of a whiff of a lie well we don't know it's a lie yet yeah <clears throat> no, personally, yet. personally <laughs> i didn't catch it at all because there was the because he got a telephone call from his mom and then they cut and i like that was enough for me to buy it i was like okay yeah that makes sense um and uh, we also at the beginning i think we skipped by the, the oliver like he's kind of a loser here but he sort of happens upon the main character feel or the main rich guy felix he helps him out when his bike is busted the yes. tire is flat and so he's like well hey look i'm he seems like a nice guy he's like i'm not going anywhere right now borrow my bike i'll get it back later and then felix feels like completely indebted he's like wow that was so generous and nice he sees him at a bar and like invites him to hang out with his cool friends and from there, the relationship continues to sort of build um, as they become closer friends. 
Yeah, he really gets caught up in Felix's lifestyle. Um, yeah. Which is party, party, party. Um, Felix, you know, comforts him, invites him to spend the summer at his family's estate, Saltburn. Um, and at Saltburn, we meet the parents. Oh my gosh. The second Sir well... James and Sir James and Lady Elspeth. Uh, and then uh, the sister, Venetia, and Elspeth's friend, Pamela. Sister? No, it's her, it's her friend. Oh, because I thought, oh, oh okay. Um, and 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 Farley, who we already met at the school, but Farley, which surprised me. I was confused for a second because, I, as I said, I was also watching the Golden Globes. So I was like, why is Farley here at the house? And he's black. I was confused. Uh, but he's their cousin, so yeah. What y'all think um, of the family? Well, the first impression you get of them is this friend of Rosamund Pike's character, the mom. Just, just absolutely. And of course, uh, the mom character's whole point, I feel like, in this movie is just to talk shit about everybody. Like her favorite thing is to like gossip and talk about people, and that's like her. That's like her main thing. But that's how they're introduced, is they're just talking about Oliver as a character and, like, really belittling him, talking about, like, how poor people shouldn't be trusted and stuff like that, and, like, his background, very, like, condescending, and he hears all this from the hallway, and then you finally meet the parents. And I think one of the mom's first lines is, like, basically saying, oh, I thought you were going to be ugly, and I have a phobia of ugly people. <laughs> yeah, did she say something about herself being ugly? I thought she did. I don't think so. I think she just says she has she keeps things beautiful. I don't I don't remember, but she was like the way he described you he pictured like such she uses a specific word, but basically says, Oh, I thought you were gonna be ugly. Thank God you're not. Yeah, and she and he Felix is like, um, I told you, like I told you about him. She's like, Yeah, but you're you're kind about everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like this is so weird. Yeah, I, I love the family. I love how strange all of them are they're all so weird i mean i love richard e grant like in everything he's in he was in that movie can you ever forgive me with Melissa mccarthy and that got him a lot of attention he was in this weird show with jason siegel called um like signals from nowhere something was on amc plus um but yeah i love how weird he is and i again originally thought like the rich people were going to be like very villainous and very like they're not perfect people and they're not necessarily good in the movie but they're not the thing that's causing all the bad stuff to happen really they're again like they kind of end up being victims in a way um not even in a way yeah well and we meet also a character we didn't talk about is annabelle felix's girlfriend who hooks up with oliver after after felix like bailed on her uh, with their plans that they had. Although she was the one that was really looking down on, on Oliver uh, in the beginning. Um, She's the one that calls him a scholarship boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I thought, I thought the family was interesting. It caught me off guard. I was not expecting the family uh, to be uh, so what they were. Um, but it was, it was interesting. It was really interesting. 
Do you know what I feel like had to have been what? Go ahead. I feel like this had to have been a directorial choice, and it's very interesting to me. And I feel like this has to be true for like very rich families that live in like big estates like this. Their TV, they have one TV and it's tiny. They have a tiny little flat screen TV in this house. And it's like the main room they all hang out in. Like the first thing you see is this tiny TV of the family. They're all cracking up watching Super Bad. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really think about that, but now that I am, it is kind of weird. Like they, yeah, they had this huge house. It's 2006, but you know, there were big screen TVs. Like, yeah. And that's something that I really kept thinking about. And they show it a little. They do show the TV a lot. Like they play karaoke at the party on the TV. They watch watch a lot of movies on the TV. Like a lot of stuff happens in that TV room. And it's so interesting that it's like, clearly they want a TV, but they don't want to like clash with all the like opulence and all the fanciness, even though it makes it look so much uglier. (laughs) Like a tiny little dinky TV makes it look so much cheaper. It's such a very inter. I thought that was an interesting choice, and it seems like a very deliberate choice. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And they're never—they're only ever watching the TV like together as a family. No one's ever just in there, their own, just watching TV. And that's the only TV you see the whole movie. That's the only TV that's shown, and it's shown more than once, which is interesting. Like, yeah, and, and I don't know what that is. I feel like it is just like a weird thing that shows that like. They 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 want to embrace modernism, but they just can't. Hmm. I think it's interesting that they all hang out together all the time. So Felix, Venetia, Farley, <clears throat> like we we go out to the field. They're like lounging out in this cornfield and uh, or wheat field, and they're all nude. And they tell Oliver, "You can't come in here unless you're nude." And they just they're just lounging around. You know, um, I, I get a pretty close vibe. I got definitely near the end of the movie, got a close vibe with Felix and his sister, like a kind of odd, incestuous. Yeah, thing. she was sitting on his lap at one point in a weird way. I guess there's yeah. no not weird way, but it was weird. And they like kind of exit like during the party scene they kind of exit off together at one point. And they're like hanging out. It's a weird, weird connection well, between. Well, I think Farley too. It seems like Farley is kind of obsessed with Felix as well. Uh, and that's like the very beginning, like him staring and smoking the cigarette at like the bar and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they're all just really protective of him. But then we get to uh, <laughs> the scene that I think everybody's probably even heard of before even watching the movie uh, okay. is. Felix taking a bath oh, and uh he's he, he's masturbating in the bathtub and then Oliver's watching him through the through the crack mm-hmm. uh in the bathroom and he gets out Oliver Oliver's brushing his teeth Felix is like all right good night whatever the 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 water's draining and then Felix or excuse me Oliver Gets inside the bathtub and slurps, slurps it up the remaining bath water, and like puts his tongue around the drain, lowered like full close up shot. I I think that was the first moment, and there I'm sure there were things I missed before that, but I was like the first moment where I was like, okay, this guy is a, a freak. Yeah, this guy's a psycho. Well, 
before that moment, he does watch him like sleep with his girlfriend, and there's like a great shot of him That's outside true. his bedroom smoking the cigarette. That's true. I the the movie did a good job of for me pulling me back and forth between like kind of feeling sorry for this guy and right, then kind right. of feeling like he would he would have weird reactions. Like sometimes I expected him to be more grateful, and then he would just kind of like be like deadpan, um, and then creepy. So I. I could never get a read on him, which I guess is kind of how we were supposed to feel. And he starts to get this like confidence with the family kind of quickly and early on. And I think the first sign of that is when he's talking to the mom when they're alone. And he, it's very clear that he knows what her like draw is, is to talk about people. Mm -hmm. So she starts to ask her about her friend and she's again just like shit talking the entire time mm. and then he starts to talk about like his own life that she's so like intrigued by but then he starts to get like sexual with her i think he says like she's beautiful or something and she gives a great look where she like rolls her eyes at him and then he diverts again by starting to talk about somebody else but he starts to get well, just like weird <laughs> obviously yeah, go in, ahead in that conversation uh with with Elspeth, he ends up basically saying, suggesting that Pamela's involved in like something shady um, against the family and ends up convincing that that convinces Elspeth to send Pamela away. So one down. So Pamela, Pamela ends up leaving um, and then dying. Well, I was just going to say. Like, they just kind of casually mention that she dies. Yeah. We don't know how. Yeah. Nope. But, and the, the, that same night is when he ends up in the garden. Oh, uh, boy. That was with, the first, I had to do 10 second skips through. Uh, with where Venetia is in the uh. garden and he performs oral sex on her. She says it's not a great time uh, because I'm on my period, uh, and he doesn't care, and he ends he up says, I'm a vampire. And he for a up... few seconds, I thought, "What if the twist is he is a vampire?" <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, he ends up like eating her blood, and then like takes his fingers and sticks it in there and it's bloody and then he puts her his fingers in her mouth and it's blood everywhere. Yep. And then uh who's what's his name? He's watching it the Barley. whole time. Barley. Barley. The whole time. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, that's it's a long scene. I had to I hit the 10 second thing like six and I was like, it's still happening. Yeah. I was like this there were three scenes in this movie. Where they began, and I was like, I feel like this scene's gonna last longer than it should. And that was the first one where I where I was like, let me just see what happens ten seconds from now. It's like, nope, still covered in blood. Ten seconds, a lot of still blood. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So then we move to the they host a party at the mansion. This moment really stood out to me. Farley basically forces Oliver to do karaoke. Mm. And he sings, mm. he sings Pet Shop Boys Rent. And I think it's meant to mock uh it's meant to mock Oliver 
on how he's moved into this this house with these rich people and he's getting all this stuff for free um and uh, i i thought that was a really nice moment in the movie not nice but it was a powerful it was a strong moment that really said farley understands what's happening and he doesn't like it and so i think he's trying to embarrass uh oliver so yeah. i thought that was entertaining that's interesting. And then he takes the mic from him and starts singing the song confidently. And I think that's also a choice there because it's like, oh, I'm also doing this, but I'm confident in doing it. It's like, I belong here because he's also like taking from the family and getting stuff paid for and everything. So like he, he grabs the mic from him and he's like, yeah, I will sing this song. And he sings the song to him. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that was interesting. Well, and then the next scene is... <laughs> Oliver going into Farley's bedroom. Uh, he climbs on top of him as he's asleep, and and Farley's like, "What's happening? What's going on?" And he's Oliver's basically like, "Are you going to play nice?" Which is so yeah, weird. This is the wording. The the what? Nothing. Never mind. <laughs> uh, the wording was just kind of bizarre, and then he ends up masturbating he ends up uh yeah 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 (laughs) gives farley a hand job um in bed a lot of weird like word choice moments throughout the whole like people calling the people calling other people like are you gonna be a good boy or when um oliver was wearing the suit and farley was like maybe now you'll be like a normal boy or I feel like, yeah, there were a lot of like demeaning or just like weird, like people talking to each other, like children. Uh, Yeah. Like you're going to be a good boy. Yeah. That was, I, 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 this is one of those movies that I want to like read, read all of the things and all of the theories on like, what everything means and why and because everything was clearly done for a very specific reason you know Mm -hmm. and going back from like the guard to the garden scene that all starts and it's very similar to like the uh are you gonna play nice scene where he's like trying to control these people because the garden scene starts with him telling her like you're gonna eat tomorrow because he learns that venetia has an eating disorder and he comes up to her in the garden. He says, tomorrow at breakfast, you're going to eat and you're going to stay at the table. Like he's trying to control them already. And then that felt like a very similar scene. And it ends in sex in the same way where he's saying, are you going to play nice? Like he's he's showing that he's in charge with these two people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in that scene that uh, we find out Pamela died. And it's kind of implied that she died because of suicide. Um, and then, and then the mom is like, Hey, let's plan you a birthday party, Oliver, which I thought was weird. Um, (laughs) and so they, they start planning this party, but then Felix is like, I'm going to surprise you, Oliver, with a trip. Yay. And so they go on this road trip and, um, they're driving along and I, this is the moment I knew, I knew that they were going to go to, to. So they end up going to his hometown and he's like, uh, Felix is surprised. He's like, this is nice. Like, what the hell? 
Oliver immediately is panicked and is like, turn around, don't do this. And they end up at his mother's house where we yeah. learn that not his mom his... is... Say it again. I said not just his mother's. Right, right. We learn that the mom is alive or that the mom is healthy and that the dad is also alive uh, and not dead, as we were led to believe in the beginning of the movie, which and they are well off. They have money. They're not poor. (laughs) Very nice people. And I feel like that was the moment in the movie where you're like, okay, absolutely. Felix is the good guy here. And Oliver is the bad guy because uh, in the first scene with Venetia in the garden before like they hook up or anything, she says, I like you more than the last one. And it makes you think this family like is going to sacrifice Oliver that, uh, that Felix is just using these guys every year. But I think that was like a red herring on the writer's part to make us think that they were villainous. But then when you get there, he's like extremely nice to the parents. He doesn't immediately like Felix is. And he's like listening to them and he's very friendly and he doesn't like call him out immediately. So yeah, I think that's like really when it turns like, oh, Oliver's a psychopath. Yeah. And I did not see as they were driving there and he was acting weird. Like at that point I knew, okay, something it felt more than just I don't want you to see like my crappy house. Like he the panic was like, wait a minute, why what is happening here? Um but the reveal still like the whole time they were driving there, I felt really tense. Um, and I love the face, like Felix's face as he's like smiling, like trying to be polite. It's like, like really big. He's like juggling, yeah. like he's pissed at Oliver. He's trying to be nice. He's also trying to make up for the fact that Oliver's being like shitty to his own parents. So he's being like extra nice. Like it was just a really good scene, really good performance. And I love that yeah. they did it from a naivete perspective, driving to the house, that it wasn't like Felix was on to Oliver and he's like, I'm going to prove that blah, 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 blah. He legit was very happy. He was like, I'm doing you a favor. Like, we're going to fix this with your mom. Family nice. important. Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed <clears throat> I really enjoyed that. I think that's what's also making people love Jacob Elordi uh, because of this character. People really love the character. Now, I could have done without the uh, eyebrow piercing, but... Um, <laughs> hey, that's, that leaves almost immediately. <laughs> but I could... But I like the character. So, uh, after they meet the parents... um. Uh, Oliver is like apologizing profusely to Felix. Felix is like, no, we're done. You need to leave Saltburn. You know, our friendship is over. Tomorrow is the last day that you can be here. And this is the Um, day of the party. Day of the party. He's like, Mm -hmm. after the party, you gotta go. Which that party was odd. Um, And like, kind of creepy. Like, all these people at this big, huge, long table, and like it's supposed to be a party for all. It was just weird. It was just like it was oh, gone. There's that moment where they're all singing "Happy Birthday" and yes, name, and some guys is like, I fucking forgot his name. <laughs> it's, well, it seemed like when they got to the name, and no, I don't know if anyone said his name. Maybe there was like one or two, but like no, no one there knew 
anything about him, which like he was so good because he made it in, but he was about to be kicked out, and even still, no one knew like he wasn't not a part of this at all. And that really showed that. that Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, that, that really just showed that like everything that he's been experiencing has been surface level, and it's kind of his fault. Like he's never made like an actual deep connection with these people. He's just been there. <laughs> it's, it's all much more shallow than what he really sees it as. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to speed us up. Uh, so in the morning, I love this scene. Oliver waking up, and everybody's frantically calling out for Felix. Um, all I mean, they're like looking in the swimming pool, they're like looking everywhere, and the family finds him dead in the middle of a maze where he and Oliver were arguing the night before. Um, <clears throat> and I love the moment where Farley and Venetia like collapse to the ground, and you hear <laughs> Elspeth screaming. Um, very powerful. Um, and then he just was sort of elusive, I think, in his response. Like, clearly he's affected, but you really don't know uh, if he's involved in it or not. They make that very obvious that it's like, we're there's a question mark over him. Uh, yeah. That. Um, oh my God, the scene of Richard Grant at the at his son's body being like we just have to get him warm we just have to get him oh my god that was awful the acting though and then also the scene directly after where they're all eating the shepherd's well, they pie. say let's go to lunch they say the mom is like all right time for lunch let's go and i think that just you know really shows like okay we have to we have to mask all the things and we have to yeah, it's just like your son's dead, laying dead, you know. And they Crazy. literally, oh, and they literally have to cover like the curtains, and you hear the gurney going past the curtains as they're eating, like, oh, like choking, like they're gagging on their food, but they're yeah. still trying to ignore it. Yeah, that that was whole bottle of wine onto the table. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was wild. And then at the dinner t- at the lunch table. Um, Oliver um, mentions that Farley took drugs the night before and so the dad is like okay Farley you gotta go I'm not gonna say anything to the police which I thought was interesting um, but you gotta go he's like you, you have to leave um, so Farley uh, ends up leaving um, and then I think next we go to it's after the funeral, uh, oh, where Elspeth. Well, we got to talk about. Yeah, I I thought the the bathtub thing was going to be the most disturbing. Well, the bathtub and the and the garden were going to be the most disturbing thing, but then the movie just topped it. Maybe At the funeral Maybe. was that directly after the funeral? Well, before, before not yet, not yet, not yet. So oh. the the next scene is. Um, Venetia is in the bath in the tub, and she she's taking a bath. <clears throat> and Oliver comes I, in. I think that's after the funeral. I think that's after Felix's funeral. Mm-hmm. It is, but what you're what you guys are talking about hasn't happened yet. With the grave, I think it no. does. 
Because I think, they yeah, have... I think that happened when the, after they buried Felix. No, he goes back. It's not the same day. Because he's wearing jeans, remember? No, he's wearing a suit. Yeah, he's, he's, he's wearing a suit. Okay. Well, do you want to talk about that? Because <laughs> do we? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, like, because uh, directly after the bath, the second bathtub scene with Venetia, Venetia's no longer with us right after that. So, but he goes to, he goes to the grave after the funeral and it's raining. <laughs> he goes to Felix's grave and he starts to grieve. And apparently Graham told us that uh, this was improvised, which I can't imagine what everybody behind the camera must have been thinking when this happened. I know. I'm trying to find that, like, in the trivia of IMDb. Uh, But, you know, he starts off, it's like a normal thing. Like, he gets on the grave, and he's, like, crying, and he's laying on the grave, fully clothed. (laughs) And then he takes his shirt off. And then his pants off and everything off. And then he lays on the grave and then has sex with the grave. <laughs> with the dirt mound that Felix is buried underneath. Uh, and that's what happens in the scene. And that's how the scene ends. It goes on for a while. Another long one. Another long one that I did a boop, 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 a little bit. <laughs> I did like, I think, like five, ten seconds. Second skips, and he was still in that grave. Um, in in the trivia, I, this just feels relevant right now. Um, it says uh, Barry, um, who played Oliver, approached the role as if he were playing five different characters, and he'd label each scene as like Oliver one, Oliver two, Oliver three, um, and each Oliver would have his, their own motivations and mannerisms, which you oh. realize at the end of the film, like yeah, this that that checks out. Yeah, that that's really that's a really telling with the scenes because like sometimes he's very controlling and rude. Sometimes he's very like meek and apologetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and then we, we go that's... to the yeah that scene in the with um Venetia in the bathtub. I think. Yes, and he comes in on her and he's like, "Oh, sorry," and he's like being polite, and she says, "Your politeness is exhausting or sickening or something like that." Yeah, and. That she goes goes on this huge monologue about how creepy he is and how weird he is, and you know you're watching it. And at first, you're like, "No way, this is becoming kind of sexual," and then you're like, "Oh no, it is kind of weirdly becoming sexual." And it, do you know why I think that is? I think it's because he was wearing Felix's aftershave. Oh, that's interesting. Because she does, and she gets, like, really, like, even before she points it out, like, she gets really, like, up in his face. And I didn't think about, like, her mm-hmm. liking that. That's interesting. Oh, man, that's weird. And they end up, you know, they end up kissing at the end of the, and she, like, it's like a kiss, and then she, like, gets away from him. But it's still, they still end up, and there, there's a weird charge to this monologue with her screaming at him. The bathtub is a interesting set piece in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, and then we 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 sort of just pan to a shot of her lying dead in the tub. That was a scary sort of, shot sort of, too. Sort of floating. Um, then the next scene is is the dad saying, "Oliver, you need like suggesting that he leaves," and Oliver's like, "Oh, well, there's no way I could do that." Like, 
I can't just leave. You know, I mean, that this was that this was so interesting. I mean, the way he was so confident in the fact that, like, oh, I can't leave. Like, and this dude's like here. a billionaire. He's like a billionaire, and he's like begging him to leave. He says, "How much?" And it's he the, the big argument that Oliver's character is saying this like he says the mom needs me, like she needs me. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and he's just begging him to go. Yeah, that was that was really interesting. And so, um, so he ends up, uh, well, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so many, so many like twists and turns in this daggone movie. Like, this is where I was kind of caught off guard so oliver's gone you know he's he's now living a new life i guess we don't know yeah. what he's doing in his life but we see him at a at a 10 years later uh at a coffee shop yeah. <clears throat> and you see that he's read in the newspaper that james has died yeah well, uh, and we can assume Elstad, he took the money too i guess we don't know how much yes because he did offer him a lump sum of money Elspeth is in the coffee shop and she hears does she hear his voice? I think she just sees him. Like in a reflection no, 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 or something. Like, I think she hears or something and then she turns she like turns over her shoulder. Maybe it was the typing because he was oh. typing. Maybe she heard the mm -hmm. typing and she just turned to see like who it was. But it they was definitely like a thing of like I recognize something. And then it's Oliver. Um, and so, of course, you know, they hug and she invites him to, to come to Saltburn. Uh, and I guess this is just what rich, rich people do. They invite you to their, their estate. Yeah. Um, and so then the, the movie reveals that um, the whole time he's been narrating throughout the film, He's talking to Elspeth on her deathbed. Uh, she's got some ventilator tubes and all this stuff in her in her mouth, and he confesses um, as she's laying there that he was responsible for, you know, everything that happened with the family. He punctured uh, Felix's bike tire in the very beginning. Like he was just the goal was to like just take this family over. Did not see that coming. I don't know if we got any kind of like like why uh, why Felix like he just decided because that's how he meets Felix. He didn't know Felix before this. This is actually how he meets him, right? It 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 is, I think. And I was thinking about that, and my assumption is that in those tutoring sessions with that guy and Farley, because Farley and the we saw multiple times that it was more just like the the professor and Farley sort of hanging out and talking about like mutual things that they know. And I assumed that Farley was maybe bragging about his family because they, they talked about his family the very first session. And so maybe he picked up on like, oh, this Felix guy. Like he, I, I've seen him around campus. Now I know a lot about him from Farley. That's my assumption. And also his nerdy friend, mentions like that felix is like a sir like he has status and he has like a land i think he, he mentions that like, say, he says something like you know don't befriend him he'll throw you away or something like that he'll get uh, tired of 
or something like that. So we learned that um, he sent the email about Farley. Yeah. Farley gone. He poisoned Felix in the maze after giving him a bottle he drank from. But remember, Oliver actually vomited it out. Oliver, which is so weird that he drank the poison. Yeah. Think of that. He drank the poison himself and then went and threw up. But before he did, he handed he handed Felix the bottle. Yeah. Um and then uh and then uh uh he, oh, he, he he slipped the 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 brazers to the sister, Venetia, at the bathtub, and she she slit her wrist because she had already lost it with Felix. Um, and he talks about... Um, I don't know that he... He says he was never in love with him, but he did love Felix. Uh, and then he pulls out the breathing tube from Elspeth and kills her. And then... <laughs> We learned that, like, she left him everything, and he now has Saltburn. Yep. Crazy. And then, and then he him dancing naked across the mansion to murder on the dance floor. Yep. And he, so a big tradition, so after his dad dies, quotation, quotation, Oliver, whenever he lies to Felix that his dad died, uh, Felix does this tradition where he writes the word dad on a rock and he throws it into the river, and they do oh, this yeah. every time, you know, the rich family dies, and Oliver has grabbed all of these rocks and put them on this weird little theater of four people, which I think that's very on purpose. Like, he sees them as uh, playthings that he was controlling, so he sees them as that little dancing theater troupe inside the glass case. But yeah, yeah, that's, he's just, he dances naked for like three minutes. Yeah, I love that little moment with the little puppets, like he's the puppet master. And I think it's really all about he is like a moth to a flame. And you know what moths do? They like get inside things and they destroy them from the inside out. And uh, she, calls, she calls him a moth. Venetia. Oh. Yes. Yeah, yes. That's what her monologue. Yeah, and I think that's what this movie was about. Was It wasn't his obsession with Felix. It was about wanting this life, this lifestyle, these things. Um and then, but he's all alone too, which is crazy. Like, you don't even see the staff at the yeah. end of the movie. You know? Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, I highly recommend people look at the trivia on IMDb. Um, I I don't want to go through it all because there's a bunch here. Um, one thing Zach, you mentioned the aspect ratio. Um, the director said that it they chose this because it gives the impression of peeping in. Mm. It's like peeping mm. in on this these people and, and their lifestyle. Um, but there's a ton of super interesting trivia. Uh, the very first one on there uh, is that the Minotaur statue, which is in the uh, maze, the the garden maze, was designed using Barry, the actor's body, as a reference. Oh, Kinda that's weird. interesting. Did y'all notice, this is just a little d detail that's clearly on purpose. In the party scene, uh, Felix is dressed as an angel, and Oliver has horns on his head. Mm, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. He's got angel wings, and Oliver has horns. That is interesting. 
Well, there you go. Yeah. Great movie. I'm glad we watched it. Um, yeah. 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 Again, highly recommend. Um, other people watch it as well because it it's weird, but it is. It, I enjoyed it throughout. I was never, never, never a moment where I was like, "I'm ready for this movie to end." I, um, am over this. I had fun the whole time, and even the weird stuff. Um, it was never too weird. Like I couldn't. It was. I could never not watch it. Um, it's all very compelling and interesting. I highly recommend. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Add it to your list. Bada bing, yeah. bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, okay, real fast. Uh, I'm about ready to go. Do you all want to do a quick uh, what you've been watching? I don't think I've watched anything new since the last time we recorded. Uh, okay. I'm very We're excited watching. for The Traders. Yeah. This week. Season two. Yeah. Think it might be this week. Yeah, I'm super excited as well. Yeah, I'm sure that's we'll probably be covering that, no doubt. Um okay, Zach, you've been watching anything? The Twilight Zone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Watch the Twilight Zone. It's great. Really solid. The original, Rod Serling, 1959. Very nice. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I um have watched anything since we last um we've been watching the amazing race um this past season. I, I love this season. I've yeah, we uh, are down to our final four. I also have been loving it. I actually liked it a lot more than I enjoyed Big Brother. A lot of really good competitors, interesting people, um, cool places, cool activities they've done in each place. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, oh my gosh, the the Irish, the Irish River dancing. Th- that is the next episode. They showed it oh. on sneak peek. So I, I saw that saw was so intense. Oh, it looks these intense. people who have no experience dancing or anything like learning river dance. Oh my god! I saw um, I think his name's Corey. Um, the the mm-hmm. yeah, he doing it on stage. I was like impressed. Um, it was just like a brief moment of it, but it looks super tough. Um, also, I yeah. feel so bad for Steve. Like Anna Lee will not. He's the worst. She is like, Dad, come on, Dad. Hurry up, Dad. It's foot race, Dad. This way, Dad. Like they're they'll be running the same direction. She's like, Dad, come yeah. on this way. Like we know. he knows. Run. Yeah. It's yeah. He's doing it. He is an old man. He is booking it. Yeah. Um, she's she's yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. Uh so that's what I've been watching. Also, um, me and Ashlyn got this new board game called Monikers. Actually, we got two board games we've been playing recently. One, um, diversion real fast one is called flight team sky team and it's a two-player like you have to have two people to play co-op board game where you're landing an airplane and like you roll dice and you have to like make a little adjustments to like the the um the tilt of the plane and the speed and you have to like deploy flaps and brakes at certain points um the best two-player board game i've ever played super fun and huh. addictive it's a it's, perfect for you yeah it's a blast we have a lot of fun with it there's little modifiers you can add like to the game we haven't done any of those yet it's super fun and then one i'm holding here called monikers it's super fun it's like charades meets code word meets like a memory game oh fun it's there's all of these cards with different words or like people or things on them and you play in three rounds like the first time you 
can describe the word using any any words that aren't the words on the card. Second one, you can only use one word, and the third time, you have to like mime it out with charades. Um, also, a lot of fun. Highly recommend monikers. That's what we've been yes. playing, and I got a fun jigsaw puzzle here. It's a lot of games recently. Nice. Okay. Well, hey, um, that's everything this time. Unless you all got anything else to add. Thank nope, you. Thank you all again for listening. The traders. The traders. What about it? Watch it. Next. Let's oh, go. Yeah, I'm sure that's what we're going to cover the next. The 12th. The 12th. Three oh, days away. Then that's most certainly. Next time we will start our, we'll get back on Reality Rewind, um, start up with the traders again. Super pumped for that. Um, go check out the cast list. It's already out there. Um, I saw some familiar faces I didn't expect to know or to see. Um, so that's super fun and exciting. And next time you hear us, we'll be talking about the traders. Until then, uh, have a great day and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.